Welcome aboard, space travelers. Please lower your harness and keep your hands and arms inside the vehicle at all times. Prepare for blast off. Welcome to another episode of that Disneyland Paris podcast. Uh, I'm Nick, and as always, except for those times when I'm not here, I'm joined by Paul. It was only once. It was only only once. once. Yes, yes, it was only once, and hopefully it will remain that way, but we shall see as time goes on. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Enjoying the, the nice weather. Yeah, when I've got the time, it's um, it's uh, it was weird. So I had to, I had an accident on my bike last week, and I had taken it in to be repaired and hadn't got a chance to pick it up. So I saw it; it might like ha- there might be a little bit of rain. So I thought, okay, well I'll go and pick it up now and and avoid the rain. And I did that. I, I came back with the bike and. Within about five minutes of me coming home, it started raining. And at first, that very kind of like summery light drizzle. Yeah. And then, all of a sudden, sky just opened up. And I mean, it was torrential for about ten minutes. So, yep. so weird. And now, nothing. Not a cloud in the sky. Um, yeah. Weather next few days is supposed to be completely dry. It's just weird. Summer's weird. Yeah, yeah, no, same thing here. I, I was waiting for it to rain. I looked out the window and there was a couple of like little streaks down the window, and I thought, oh, nothing. And then the next minute, I looked up, and we've got a table literally by our back window, and I could see it dripping off the table that it had come down that much yeah. in those couple of minutes. Then by the time I went out to get my little boy, it stopped again. Well, so typical British weather. That's it. Uh, so Craig, if you want to clip this section of this episode, stick on your own project, you're more than welcome to. But we're not recording it. Um, but of course, we are here not to talk about the British summer. That, that apparently there is now a podcast that we do that's for that. Um, but we are here to talk about uh, the French Wonder Park, known as Disneyland Paris, of which there has been uh, some not surprising, but some some important updates, I suppose. And that's why we wanted to get together. Uh, and and record this episode. So, go on, P Dubs. Are we going big or are we going small? Well, could be either. Uh, yeah, I suppose. I suppose one has probably longer lasting repercussions. Uh, one has both. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose. Oh, <laughs> one I'm has looking. one has little and one has big in the same one. <laughs> it's like it's like a game of countdown. Um, the numbers round, obviously not letters. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So um, no, go on. What, what do you want to start with? I suppose we better start with uh, Pim Kitchen and uh, Stark Food Technologies, or whatever they're calling it. Yeah. Um, we've got menus, dates, prices. Well, hang on, uh, like, all sorts we... of things. So I obviously wasn't here uh, for the last episode. Have we announced the actual opening date of Avengers Campus? 
Um, yeah, I think so. Okay. Well, in case in case we we haven't twentieth of July, although yeah. as I uh, as I mentioned to you earlier, well, as I mentioned to the team earlier, um, there are certain special events and previews. There's a there's a press event. There is a shareholder event. There are various uh, annual pass holder uh, days uh, for you and go uh, for you to go and see the park uh, a little bit earlier. So um, they begin. Can't remember what the first one is. I know shareholders one's the tenth of July, but I'm sure there must be one before that. I think the press one's before that. Um, yeah, and I think the annual pass holder ones are the two days beforehand. Yes. So. Um, I remember rightly. Yeah, but but officially, uh, the twentieth of July is when it will be uh, open to the public, and I imagine uh, ridiculously uh, busy because it's not going to be. You don't need to have uh, like a special ticket to go to Avengers no. Campus. I mean, I guess they will have to limit the amount of people that can get in there if it gets too manic. Yeah, but... I believe the numbers are still still limited anyway at the moment, aren't they? They're not. I still don't think they're going to full capacity yet. No. No, I don't think um, they're So you still have to register to get into the parks. Yeah. Um, so they know how many people are going to be there. It's not like they don't. So I don't think it'll be quite as manic as it might be if it was just a free-for-all. Yeah, and you'd like to think that because they're having these, uh, these preview days for annual pass holders, I mean, generally opening day is when annual pass holders want to be there right if they've yeah. already had a chance to go in the in the days leading up to it i mean you'll still get some i'm sure that will, will want to turn out for it because it'll be the first public day but it won't be as manic as you know from that point of view no. because people would have been able to have experienced it and done their vlogs and done their uh trip reports and all that kind of stuff by that point so yeah hopefully it won't be too bad yeah yeah so on top of that, yeah, the the restaurants are all ready to to go. We we were wondering whether they would be, um, as they seem to be quite a way behind at, at one stage. But yeah, all opening on opening day on July the twentieth. Um, should we dive into what we're getting? Because I know um, there was some talk about the the Stark restaurant um, not being what they were hoping it to be. Um, but I'll start with Pem Kitchen because I've got the, the menus and stuff up in front of me. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is going to be an all-you-can-eat buffet um, in oh, Pem wonderful. Kitchen. So a different difference from the the one in Disneyland uh, out in California, in California Adventure. Um, so it's €42 Euros for adults and €30 Euros for children. Um, that's the starter, main course dessert and cold drink um, included. Um, so yeah, it's weird because it is an all-you-can-eat buffet, but there isn't actually a lot of choice. Um, so we've got all you can eat from the selection that we've got. (laughs) Yeah, so you've got five options for the starter. Um, I hope I say this right because I don't think it's um translated very well. Um, frecker and smoked salmon ancestral salad. Um. Soybean molecular salad, which is the vegan option. Um, Caesar salad and colossal croutons. Um, shrimp and blue syrup mayonnaise. Hmm. Uh, and salmon tartare. 
uh, at the five starters. Um, then your main courses are Giant Burger and sub- Subatomic Burger, uh, which is lettuce, tomato, melted cheddar cheese, and meal air sauce. Um, the Giant Bretzel, uh, which is smoked salmon, horseradish, canterdo, cheese, and arugula salad. Um, so it is, I think, slightly different to the one that we've seen uh, out in California Adventure. This one isn't a dipping one. It's actually a filled pretzel. What? This time. Yeah, it's it's like it's a, a pretzel sandwich, basically. But by um, the very nature, like the one thing, when you see a pretzel, the one thing I, I think of when I see a pretzel is not that would make a, gr- a good sandwich. Yeah. Because it's full of gaps. Jeez, it's okay. very strange. It is, it is. If you look at the the website, it's actually in the picture. Um, you can see it. Um, then you've got the vegan option is wheat strips and chickpea chickpeas. According to this, what? what <laughs> yeah, C H I C K P E A N S, not chickpeas. 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 I'm. <laughs> I mean, this is this is the podcast we behave chick- ourselves, so I'm not gonna. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, and then you've got jumbo jambalaya, um, glazed salmon with Asian spices, um, and your choice of sides come from crumble from vegetables, glazed rainbow carrots, giant facile pasta. I um... some of these have got really weird names because they're being named after like things that could shrink, um, but they don't really work very well. No, no. Um. Then you've got, for dessert, uh, gigantic strawberry dessert, um, maxi cake and pimini cakes, blue custard. Um, The wasp cells with honey. Uh, Your vegan option is pear crumble. Um, Then you've got infinite pecan pie and mini cheesecake with kiri, which is a registered name, apparently. Oh, so it must be uh, a product. Yeah. Uh, uh, and yeah, then you've got the the obvious birthday cake available, as we we see all the time, which isn't actually a cake; it's a mousse, um, which is always strange. Um, we have actually got some um, drinks as well, which I hadn't actually looked at. A um, couple of cocktails: uh, blue spritz and goji berries, um, which is sparkling blue chardonnay, white vermouth, Perrier, and goji berries. Um, particles mocktail and red fruit serum, which is Sprite, uh, blue caracal flavor syrup, cranberry nectar, uh, cherry puree, lemon juice, and strawberry flavored pearls. Um, then we've got a signature beer, which is called small scale red beers, and um, which is actually a flight. Um, though weirdly, it, it seems like it's a normal beer but split into four so it's four red beers or four 1664 premium blondes so it's they're only six centiliters each um they're they're tiny beers it sounds like a shot glass (laughs) yeah um then you've got some signature wines um again in test tubes and all sorts of things um i'm not going to go through them because there's one that's a bottle that's 43 euros um then you can actually get that blue Chardonnay in a glass on its own. Um, actually, three different versions of that. Um, 
just different sizes. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it for like unusual things. The rest are all just regular drinks that you'd get anywhere else. So there's no point going through them. But yeah, that's it for the um, test kitchen. Um, I'm just going to see if I can find the other one because I'm sure it was on here. I mean, I think we talked about um, this when when it was first announced, and obviously we'd seen the the Disneyland uh, version. Um, yeah. So I think, I, well, I, I'm I'm so disappointed. I'm guess, I guess you are as well that it is a buffet. Uh, yeah. Again. I know. I know it used to be a buffet. I I know that. I appreciate that. But um, yeah, I'm just a little bit disappointed. That's that's the route they've gone down and not, um, you know, kept yeah. it more counter servicey. Yeah, and then as as we mentioned at the top of the the section, uh, Stark Factory has also released its menu, and it's very similar to the menu that was already in there um, before uh, the Avengers took over. Um, we've got three different salads: the refuel bowl, um, the vegan hyper bowl, and the side salad. Um, three different pizzas, which are pretty much what we'd seen before: uh, Parma pizza, Stracciatelli pizza, and the Four Seasons pizza. Um, we've got three lots of pasta: Parmesan cheese sauce, macaroni, bolognese sauce, trevelli, and the vegan Neapolitan panetti. Um, one special dessert, uh, which is the thunder cake, um, which doesn't look that special. Um, it's literally a cake with a bit of icing thunder on the top of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just a couple of other ones, then ice cream, uh, and pretty much that is it. Um, so it's not even got the, the range that it used to have in there when you used to have sandwiches and things like that. Um, it seems to have really been stripped down. Um, I mean, I, it was never. I never really thought it was. You know what? I've never eaten there. I think I tried well, I, to I once. Have. But... I used. I used to go in there for. They used to do the uh, croc monsieur in there. Just if I wanted something easy, if it was busy, I'd just go in there, grab one of them, and it was easy to always find a seat in there. Um, but. Yeah, outside of that, it's it was neither here nor there, and yeah, it's even worse by the look of it now. Hmm. Now, what what is interesting is there's three locations to eat, isn't there? Yeah. So, I suppose the other kind of um, big big part of um, that that change is that um, the Cafe de Cascadeurs is now yeah. going to be the Super Diner. Yeah. That isn't on the app at the moment. No. Neither its previous name or its new name. I mean, obviously, it's been closed for, well, I don't know, <laughs> a long time. Three, three years, so it was closed before... The last race weekend. Okay, as long ago as that. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Because I I went and took photos of the the building site. They'd oh, already put okay. all the boardings up. Um, right. the last time I went, which was the last race weekend. 
So it's interesting that it's not listed on the app when yeah. you know the other two are and they are also not open. Yeah. So you'd have thought it would just be there ready. So I wonder if that means it's not ready to go. I would imagine that's probably what the issue is. And yet, that would have been surely the easiest one to have sorted out. Yeah, because they're not because really it's the one do that looks like it. it. No, it ha- the outside hasn't changed. No, very, so... uh, very bizarre. Um, yeah, I mean, Stark Kitchen. I guess is is Stark Kitchen. It's it's not really. Uh, sorry, not not Stark Kitchen. What's it called? Yeah. Stark, 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 Stark Factory. Stark Factory, yeah. So, I mean, it's such a generic name. Um, I guess it is what it is. Um, it was never a, a... It always seemed to be like an overspill. Yeah. So, places around. like I, I never, ever saw it really busy, ever. And, in fact, it was probably the one that was closed the most um, whenever I was there. It either closed yeah. early or it just hadn't opened at all that day. So I just I think it'll be there to serve a purpose. It will certainly be busy now because yeah. you know, that area will be busy. Um but how long that remains to be the case with that kind of menu, I don't know. Yeah. I I think there there will have to be changes. Mm. And it, it's interesting because they've also got some of the stalls like they've got in in California, um, but we haven't got shawarma in ours. Yeah, I think some people were surprised that the Super Dino uh, wasn't being turned into a shawarma place. Yeah, I yeah, don't it's know. Interesting. I don't know because because kebabs are, are quite popular here. More popular, I'd say, in Germany. In fact, yeah. quite a bit more popular in Germany. Like they, that, you seem to be able to get like gyros and kebabs pretty much anywhere um that would because there's a large turkish population oh yeah in germany so yeah. it, it makes sense but i wonder i wonder if it's, it's not something i've noticed like people no. talk about kebabs in front i mean i'm gu- guarantee you can buy some uh in yeah. fact that's, i know that to be true because i did see a video the other day of somebody eating a kebab in the center of paris um, but what I mean is, they don't seem to be as as prevalent as yep. uh, elsewhere. So I wonder if that may be why we're not getting possibly. It. It's an odd one, but uh, I'm sorry that that uh, that uh, not pretzel it keeps. No, it's a pretzel. Yeah, a pretzel, just, as they call it. Yeah, it just just looks all kinds of weird. Yeah. I'm glad they've they've kind of gone with some funny sizes for bits and pieces. I like the fact they've got like a regular size pretzel and in this giant one. I mean, actually, that, that as a sandwich, how many people is that supposed to feed? <laughs> if I remember rightly, in the states, it was meant to be for six, I think. Jesus. But that was just used as like a dipping thing, so it'd come yeah. with multiple different dips and then you'd break bits off and dip it so it's a it's a different situation with this one so i'm not sure hmm. uh yeah i mean it, it, it looks it looks interesting i'm sure if you're sitting there and someone's having it it'd be impressive but i mean i obviously wouldn't be uh touching it but hey at least there's regular pretzels that's uh that's good 
Um, yeah, I, I quite liked it when it was Rem, uh, Cafe Remy. Oh, what was it? Yeah. It wasn't called Cafe Remy, was it? It was called... Restaurant de Stars. Stars. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it when it was that. I mean, I called it the Remy, Remy Cafe because that's what used to pop up there. I miss that little yeah. audio uh, animatronic deed. Um, yeah. But... And apparently they still use it in, in Epcot sometimes. Yeah, I've seen I've seen them in the Paris uh, Pavilion. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think you know it's it's good, but it just doesn't look as good as uh, as Disneyland's version, does it? No. So let's let let's see. No. I mean, you know, we're we're judging stuff on the the information we've got. Maybe it'll be different when we're there, but I don't think so. No, we shall see. Not long to wait. No, that's that's it. That's the month. Yeah, indeed. Um, did you want to talk about any of the other stuff there? Um, did you want to talk about about any of the merch or anything? Yeah, we can do. There's there's not an awful lot. They've kind of released a couple of t-shirts um, and a well, spirit jersey, I believe, popped up. Yeah, some of it. Some of it has come out early. Yeah, which I thought was uh, interesting, um, but yeah, like you say, there's a spirit jersey. It's uh, it's got Avengers campers written on the back with Disneyland Paris. So that's quite cool. Uh, we've got quite a few things about Web. Can yeah, you remember what Web stands for? Uh, no, but I've got a comic somewhere here that my son bought. Where's it gone? <laughs> that's based. In Avengers Campus. Where's it going? I don't oh. know where it's gone. Um, but yeah, that came out came out not long after they opened the one in, in California. And it has actually got a section where one of the heroes travels to Paris. Huh. Which I thought was quite clever. Yeah. But I think you'd, you'd like it because Squirrel Girl's in it. Oh, wow. Yes, indeed. You have to tell me what, uh, what it is. Yeah, um, but it's, it's something like Web of Spider-Man or something like that. I, I can't remember exactly. The, I don't know the, where he's put it. This is the problem with comics. There's, there's far too many types. Like, yeah. There isn't just Spider-Man or the Amazing Spider-Man. There's Peter Parker Spider-Man. There's Miles Morales Spider-Man. There's Ultimate Spider-Man. There's Spider-Man 2099. Uh, some of those don't, don't write in. I appreciate some of those don't exist anymore. I'm just stating for the record, you know, there's there's not a... You can't just ask for a Spider-Man comic. There is no such thing. No. It was a graphic novel. Okay. That's what it, what it was. Let me see if I can find it. Um, yeah. Web of Spider-Man. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and you've got Moon Girl, Squirrel Girl. Moon Girl. Um, yeah. Hmm. Um... So basically, in the ride in California, I don't know whether Paris is going to be the same, but they've got like a, a wall of people that are working at, at Web or studying at Web. So you've got Peter Parker, Squirrel Girl, Moon Girl, um, the kid from Iron Man 3 that was at the funeral scene is also a student there. Um, so there's like four or five different students that are meant to work there with, with Peter. Got you. Okay. Um, yeah, so I mean that—that's obviously like one of the 
the big attractions because it's Spider-Man, so there's a lot of merch around that. Um, did you see any of the presentation they put out on the official YouTube channel? I think I did see a couple of them. There was, um, there was one video that was probably about half an hour long, and it was like a presentation they did, uh, like the, the, the management team did for the staff, basically, to reveal all the bits and pieces. Yeah. Uh, and one of the things which I thought was quite cute is the fact that cast members are going to have... Uh, not not characters to play, but they will have like certain roles associated. So uh, custodial work in, in Avengers Campus will be referred to as damage control. Which is appropriate at the moment. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that, isn't that that's the that's the name of the, the cleanup team, isn't it? Yeah. In Marvel films. So yeah, I, I like yeah. that. I like that a lot. Um, yeah, that's who uh was it Cagney or Lacey worked for? Oh, in homecoming. Um, well, that's a good, that's a good callback. Uh, yeah, it was Sharon Gless, I think. Yeah, but I can't remember if she was Cagney or Lacey. I haven't watched that show since I was about six. Uh, I can still remember the theme tune though. What a theme tune! <laughs> anyway, um, if you want to listen to that, I'm sure it's on YouTube. The uh, oh, and also, well, uh, the Vulture. He was working for Damage Control, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, that's the same right at the start. Yeah, yeah, she, stri- yeah, yeah. she strips him of his um, of his job, doesn't she? Right at the yeah. start. That's why in the uh, nip stuff. Um, yeah. Have you seen the Grey Top? <laughs> no. So, basically, they have put some Grey Top around uh, Lights, Motors, Action. <laughs> so, where, oh. so, if you think about where you would where you would have gone in to the show. Yeah. So it, it's not just grey. There is like a a design of sorts on it, I suppose, to make it look not quite as naff as that. Um, but yeah. And I guess while that is being decided what they're going to do with it, that's what they're going to do to kind of hide it away. So I guess it's to make it less noticeable. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you know, if you know it's there, you know it's there, right? But... I can understand they've got to do something, so fair enough. Um, there's a, there's a new key, of course. They love a key, don't they? Uh, yeah, so there seems a... to be one every couple of weeks at the moment. Yes, so there is a there is a web key, uh, and the and the the actual uh, what's the what's the end of the key called that you would put into a lock? Oh, I can never remember. It's not the yowl, is it? No. Well, whatever. What that part? That part. It's uh, one of the little spiders from the the attraction. So that's that's, that's quite cute. But yeah, no doubt if you're not there uh, opening day, you ain't getting one. I imagine because they're normally in quite small numbers. Um, but yeah, I mean it's 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 almost here, and I am excited to see it. But I'm also a little bit trepidous around it because I just don't know what we're not going to get. I know what we're going to get. It's what we're not going to get that, you know, are we going to get Spider-Man on on the building? That doesn't seem to have been confirmed, yes or no. We know there is going to be a stunt show of sorts, but not with Spider-Man. Yeah. We've been told that we're going to get, like, the the fight scenes that they do up around the Quinjet. They've confirmed that. Um, 
no idea whether we're getting anything Doctor Strange related. I know originally it was in the the press release right back at the start, but there's been no confirmation of that. We have had confirmation that there will be certain characters doing meet and greets because they will be using Line Bertie once more. Super. It's been a long time. Yeah. Hmm. But, yeah, outside of that, we don't really know. They've not confirmed what characters we're going to be getting. We know we're getting the Dora Milaje. We're getting that show. That's been confirmed. Yeah. Um, Because they were looking for for cast members to, to portray them. Um, but really, outside of that, we don't know a huge amount. Have you seen any of the footage yet of the outside of uh, the uh, Avengers attraction? Well, it's, sorry, not Avengers, is it Iron Man? Um, I, I saw a little bit. I saw the, the stuff with it's Friday, isn't it? Or is it Karen that they're using? I think it's Friday, isn't it? I think so. Um yeah, I saw a little bit of that with the, the, the screens around the top of the building, like mimicking what she's talking about. I think it'll be really impressive at night. I do worry what it's going to look like during the day. Yeah. I think it won't won't look quite as impressive. But uh, it's ambitious, I'll give them that. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to seeing what they've done with the ride. Oh, 100%. I mean, that is... Uh, you know that was my favourite attraction in uh, in the studios. So yeah, um, you know I was excited. You know, I, I excited to see what they do with it. I was obviously sad when I knew it was closing, but the fact that you know it's still going to be a, a coaster, you know that that was fine. Yeah. So, but yes. Uh, oh, and I suppose that's another thing we haven't talked about. But they have confirmed that Brie Larson has returned to play Captain Marvel in the attraction. Interesting. Um, she was in one of the press releases talking about it, especially as uh, you know. Only recently, uh, we didn't have uh, Bradley Cooper back as Rocket in Cosmic yeah. Rewind, did we? No, which isn't a massive surprise. Um, I think that well, that cast has pretty much had enough now. Yeah, but at the same time, because he'd done. Um, the other one, Mission Breakout. Mission Breakout. Couldn't think of it, um, but he was he was involved in that. Yeah, and the thing is, unlike the rest of the cast, he just he has to record, go turn up to a recording studio. Yeah, there's no makeup. He doesn't have to appear on any sets. He just has to record his lines in a in a room. So that's why I was surprised. But, yeah, but then and... again, we know it won't be Robert Downey Jr. playing Iron Man. So. Uh, yes. Well, that's not. Was that actually confirmed? I mean, I think we know uh, that because uh, of what's happened. Yeah, but yeah, he hasn't done it anywhere else, has he? It's no. been a mix. It's been interesting because I believe in Hong Kong, it's been Adrian Pazdar that's done the voice work. It was, yeah. Um, but then when he's appeared in Avengers Campus, it's been the guy that played him in What If. Oh well, okay. Well, I suppose I suppose that makes sense because. Um, Adrian Pazdar was doing his voice, I think, for the cartoon that came out around the time of the first Iron Man film. Yeah. Like when they did a spin-off. Um, and I believe he's back playing him again in Spidey and his amazing friends. Oh, interesting. I've only I'm seen sure that's a what little I read. bit of that show. 
I mean, it was just a yeah. bit too uh, yeah. down for me. Yeah, I, I agree. I I watched it. My little boy watched it all the way through, but um, yeah, it wasn't the greatest. Um, he's not listed at the moment, but I'm sure I read somewhere that he was playing him. It's really weird with what Disney are doing with their cartoons and stuff, because obviously they've got Spider-Man and his amazing friends, which was a cartoon when we were kids. Uh, and yeah. was just a generic superhero cartoon. Um, and then they've taken that and they've really dumbed it down. And I don't... That's not a, a, an insulting way, but what I mean by that is it is very much aimed at kids, almost like a handy manny or something, yeah. or Blue's Clues, like really talking to uh, kids and like almost being of no interest at all, like not able to keep an adult's attention at all. Um, yeah. And I did the same The Rocketeer. You know, I was like, oh, they're making a Rocketeer cartoon. I knew it wasn't going to be for me, but I thought I'll give it a go, but... Again, it's. It I'm completely so... wrong. Oh, okay. It's not Adrian Pazdar playing Tony Stark. It's John Stamos in huh. Spider and his amazing friends. Wow, the uh, the twelfth member of the Beach Boys. Yeah, I think I don't know how many members of the Beach Boys there are anymore. That no. lineup's changed a hell of a lot. Um, but they but they do this thing, and they, there's also another one called. I want to say it's called Alice's Wonderland Bakery. Yeah. And have you seen that? I haven't seen it, but isn't it a granddaughter or something ridiculous? Um, no, I think I think she's supposed to still be the same Alice, but the Queen of Hearts has like a a, a granddaughter or something that's the same age as Alice, so. They kind of get in. I've seen about an episode of it. It really just annoyed me so much. My daughter watched it. She quite enjoyed it. But it's weird that they are dumbing down a lot of their properties, I think, at the moment. It's her great-granddaughter. Oh, okay. The series revolves around Alice, the great-granddaughter of the original Alice Pleasant Little, who is a young baker working at the Wonderland Bakery. But the thing is, there's absolutely no no need for that because no. she looks the same, has the same hair, has the same clothes. So why do they have to make that, that choice? <laughs> there is absolutely no logic for it at all. No. Uh, yeah, all this stuff is, is, is awful. Um, and then you get stuff that they kind of buy into, like Bluey, which is so far the other side of that. That yeah. it's ridiculous. I don't know why they insist on dumbing down every property they've got to appeal to two-year-olds. It is it's interesting because all all their big hits now seem to be things that they've brought in. Yeah, that have been made by someone else, and then they go, "Oh, we'll buy the rights for it to show it in this country." So PJ Masks is another one that yeah. my little boy went through for for years. Absolutely loved it, but, but it's PJ, a French show that Disney bought. <laughs> yeah, and, and PJ Masks is a much better show uh, than Spider Man was. Yeah, and, and I mean that was still aimed at the same kind of demographic, but it didn't seem to yeah. be as dumbed down as Spider Man. Yeah, is it's very weird. It's very weird. Yeah, I don't know why definitely. there doesn't seem to be any focus on that middle market. No, 
it seems to be we do preschool stuff and stuff aimed at adults. There's not, there doesn't seem to be anything in between. Very weird. Um, Rendezvous for Gamond is back. Yeah. Still Everyone's... never bought anything from it. Uh, I, th- I think I've I think I've had a drink or something. I'm always there at the wrong time. The food always yeah. looks and smells good, other than that really stinky cheese that they insist on having. Um, but uh, but yeah, I'm, I, it's normally just after I've had breakfast, and so I don't want lunch, or it's after I've had lunch. Yeah, and I'm I'm too full to eat anything else. Um, but it's back. Um, it's got stalls for uh, Italy, Portugal, Spain. Uh, Belgique, 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 Belgium, uh, France, of course. And the Magique. <laughs> and the Magique. Uh, and, and various uh, French uh, regions as well. Uh, and Greece, Greece have gyros. I've just checked. Greece have gyros. Uh, <laughs> there this we is, go. This is exciting news. Um, there's also some breakfast. There's a breakfast one as well. No, I don't know if that means it's only open for breakfast or if it's just going to serve breakfast stuff. Uh, but there's one there. Um, and there is a dedicated gourmet vegan uh, one as well, which just having a look okay. at the menu now, and it looks quite interesting-ish. Uh, so there's the, one of the things is on someone uh, falafels with Asian sauce, uh, a vegan sandwich, marinated vegetables, vegetable patty, rocket, tomatoes, tartar. Uh, this is where it's a bit weird. So they've got a poke bowl, which is rice, quinoa, a quinoa patty, tomatoes, lettuce, I think that says, uh, edamame beans, and pineapple. (laughs) Ah, the lesser spotted pineapple in a... What the hell? In a savoury bowl. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, that's just... It doesn't go with any of that stuff. Um... Uh, and a fruit salad and a sponge cake. At least it's at least it's something different, I suppose. And it's also not. And look, I I just had some fake meat for dinner, so I, you know I, I I can't say I don't like that stuff. Of course I do, but you would expect like a like a Beyond Burger or something. So the fact that most of it does seem to actually be vegetables, it's pretty pretty good. Um, anyway, that is there now. That is open. Um, no idea on how long that's running till, but it almost feels a little bit like the food festival now, where it just seems to just continue on. Yeah, it'll just be something new. Change for in Christmas a few months or something. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah that's good. It's back, so uh, knock yourselves uh, out. Um, anything else you wanted to talk about in studios? No, don't think so. I think the studios is a. Uh... Plugging away once Avengers Campus is open, it's all all hell to the leather for Arendelle, I suppose. Um, well, yeah. So I, I did see some photos that of like the of the lake, and that is progressing really well. Like getting that you know ready to start actually turning into one. Um, but nothing on Star Wars still. No. So I think we can we can consider that uh, definitely resting, if nothing. Uh, if yeah. Nothing else. Still, still with the artwork on all the all the boards, though. 
Yep, yep. So yeah. time will tell, I suppose. Um before we talk about the village, I guess, um, have you seen the the additions to the remix line of clothes that they've done? No. For, uh oh. so this is the Euro yeah. Disney nineteen ninety two range. Yep. Uh I think officially it's known as remix. I could be wrong. That could be just certain parts of it. But uh yeah, I mean, I'm a sucker for all this stuff. I think if you were lucky enough to go in those early years, um, I think it's a real nostalgic kick. Um, some of the designs and colours, especially. I, I'm looking at a jumper here, which is, uh, it's got a big Mickey on the front from the 90s, that starter Mickey. It's got, uh, it's it's blue and white on the main body, and it's got a yellow arm and a red arm. I mean, it is so 90s looking, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Whether that actually exists or not, I couldn't tell you. But looking at it now, it would not. it's the kind of thing you'd have expected to see in 1992. So they've yeah. either done a really good job of making something look old or they just ripped off an old design. Um, but uh, yeah, they've, got, they've even got things like thimbles. They've got some bucket hats. I'm just a sucker for all that stuff. So yeah, good to see. Yeah, I have to say my uh, from the original collection, my my coffee mug is my my daily use mug. Nice, pretty much every day it gets used. Just because I like the size of it as well, it's one of the the bigger ones. Um, it's just perfect for your morning coffee. Yeah, it's and not. It looks pretty. <laughs> it's it's bigger than a regular mug, not as big as a sports direct mug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, they're also. And this is in this. I'm really interested in this because my daughter's just got into this. But um, they're also releasing. They ha- I haven't seen the release date yet, but they are releasing a Euro Disney vinyl album. Yeah. So I'm interested in what's going to be on it. The original Space Mountain theme track. Have you got a track list? No. I'm just saying that's what needs to be on it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Know, I was thinking back to what you know. You know, obviously when when it first opened, uh, we had the Electric Light Parade. So yeah. I wonder if that might be on. You know, I don't know. You know that that that's what I'm confused by. What is going to be on it? We've we've seen over the years albums, uh, and even they did singles for a while, didn't they? They did do singles for a while. I I remember uh, certainly they did some. Around the twentieth anniversary, because mm. um, that was when I first started going. Um, I definitely remember they used to have what I think is now the art on demand little bit. They used to have them in that that case that's behind there in uh, the gallery in the village. I remember them specifically being on you know that little kiosk on the left hand side as you walk in so you've got all the posters and then there's like a little desk there that i always remember them being there you're quite correct and uh the other place that i remember seeing them was in what was the the bookshop in uh in the uh, next city hall and also for some reason uh the shop in the studios in the in the first uh soundstage as you walk through um that shop there, one of the tills near the front, um, as you went into the shop, um, had them behind the counter on like a wall, like a pinboard even. 
Um, so I think that might have been the last place I bought one. And I think it was, uh, it's a small world. Obviously, for my daughter, yeah. I, I, we, we had no interest in having it, but we, she wanted it. Um, but yeah, so so we, we've seen this stuff over the years. So it'll be interesting to see um, if it's a collection of songs from like the first, you know, five years, 10 years, uh, maybe across all the years, um, or even if there was an album released at that time, which there could have been, and it's just a vinyl pressing uh, of that. But uh, because my my daughter's just started to get into vinyls, and I'll be honest, you, like your music fan, P Dubs, I cannot, yep. I cannot get my head around this, right? And I'll tell you why. So obviously, my daughter is um, of that age where she's listening to stuff we wouldn't listen to, right? Yeah, uh, she does listen to old music as well. So she's got um, some vinyl of. Uh, John Lennon and McCartney. I don't think she's got any Beatles. Um, and she's got some Fleetwood Mac. But most of her stuff is is more modern. Um, so she's collecting the Taylor Swift albums at the moment. And she went and bought uh, Harry Styles' new album when that came out on vinyl. Yeah. The first thing is how bloody expensive they are. Yeah. Like, I think one of the Taylor Swift ones is about £45. She bought a single. So her, the first record she ever bought was a record day store exclusive Taylor Swift single, right? So just a seven inch, and that was fourteen pound <laughs> for a single. Yeah. But she bought this Harry Styles album, and she's playing it, and I'm, I'm like listening to it and going, "God, it sounds awful." And I, I don't mean the content. I don't mean. I mean, what was coming out of her record player. And I know it's not got the best speakers, but it just seems, it just sounds like such a, a downgrade to, to me in quality. I don't understand why people like it. No. It is it's strange. I have to be honest. I've, I haven't got a record player. I have bought vinyl from time mm. to time, more as Likewise, a collector's yeah. thing. But yeah. I've, I've sold them on. Yeah. Because of how much they've gone up in money. Oh, I bought um, um I bought a Tron Legacy record store day album uh about two or three years ago and I think it cost me about twenty 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 five, twenty twenty five and um now's worth about a hundred. Yeah. In a few years. Yeah, likewise. But, but you can go and buy that album in a record store for about twenty quid. But my one is the record day record store day exclusive with the coloured vinyl and that's what makes it uh worth yeah. money. I um, had something very similar. I bought um I bought a three LP version of Oasis's live album from Millions Millions uh from uh from Wembley um back in twenty it was twenty twenty. So they released it as a live album. So I had the C D um it was on tape. It was on it was on a single edition vinyl as well. So it wasn't the whole gig. Um, but I bought this limited one that had got the whole gig on it, and it was like, it, I'm sure it was three LPs, and I don't, I think I paid 19 quid for it um, back in a Virgin Megastore, um, wow. and then it just sat in the cupboard for years, and eventually I just went, Do you know what, I'm just going to get rid of it, and it sold for nearly a hundred quid. Yeah, yeah, it's nuts. Um, but I listened to because. Um... What was weird? Get this. 
Harry Styles album isn't isn't too bad. So I actually to, to test the quality, I then listened to it on I think it might have been a, a, uh, Amazon Music, other streaming services yeah. are available, who have it in like high def um, 360 audio. And I'm listening to it, and I'm like, this is night and day. Like, the, the quality yeah. is night and day. Why are you spending all this money on crab Final? <laughs> Don't get it. Yeah, and it, was the, it was the whole reason why it disappeared. Yes, because the quality because wasn't good. Because we found better quality. I, it's, it's, I, I mean, so I've got a... Um, by the way, you're listening to Music After Dark, another new podcast. <laughs> I got, But I'll bring it back around, full circle. So I bought Gone to the Galaxy Volume 1 on a cassette. Yeah. So when that came out, or it was a few months after the film had come out, they released it again, but on a cassette. Because obviously, you know, that's how he listens to it in the film. So I thought that was quite funny. Um, but I've got nothing to play it on. Yeah. I guess people still have cassette decks, but I mean, cassette was a, was a crap format to listen to music on. We, yeah. We, we did it because that's what we had. But... You know, I don't, I, I don't, films deserve to be on physical formats. Yeah. You can stream a film in really good quality, but if you're watching it on a, on a high definition Blu-ray disc or four or 8K disc or 4K disc, it's going to be better than anything you can stream. Plus, if your internet goes down, you can still watch it. But music, I don't understand why we're regressing so much. It's yep. it's it's bizarre, but anyway, I would love to know what's on this Euro Disney album, and I will be buying it if I can get a copy of it for my daughter, um, just for that reason that she's now buying vinyls. But uh, yeah, if there's a CD version, I'll definitely be picking that up for myself. Sod that. Um, did we did we talk about the ultimate pass? Uh believe me and Craig talked about it in the last episode. Right, okay. Uh, I all Because it was launching that week. Yeah. Uh, so I think all we can say about that is that there have been uh, multiple days. I, I, don't, I, can't, I, don't, I can't find the information daily, but there have certainly been days where it has indeed sold out. Yeah. So I don't know if that's because of the amount that they are putting on sale each day or just at this possibly lower price point depending on um you know when you're when you're buying it it's just making it more attractive for people it's it certainly seems to make more sense to me than paying per attraction yeah so it's a bigger outlay you know 89 uh well or 90 euros on the cheap day 140 weekends and peak days um you know it's still a lot of money but if you were paying between eight and what was it? Sixteen euros? Did it go up to for the most expensive? I thought time? it. I thought it might have possibly gone over twenty at one stage. Oof. Well, even if you even say eight to sixteen, um, it still works out cheaper. Yeah, and you get it on more attractions now than you could before. So um, that is uh, interesting. I think it'll be interesting to see where the the new attractions fit in. Yeah, well, they definitely won't be on it straight away, will they? No. That's for sure. But yes, how, how soon until they bring those on board, I suppose, is is another question. Um, just another piece of, of merch, because I know that you like this. Um, 
I do as well, but still. Have you seen the new Frontierland Jim Shaw figure? Yes, yes, I did. The uh, the new Thunder Metal one. Yes, it's actually really nice. I really like it. Yes, I, I guess it's Scrooge. Yes. Somebody said to me it's Donald, but I was like, it's not Donald. He's got glasses. And yeah, I'm sure it's Scrooge. Prospecting for money. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Scrooge does. So, uh, yeah, I thought that was very cute. Um, I, I assume it's not going to just be available in Frontierland. I, I would imagine it'll be available in the in the usual places. Well, one of the usual places isn't there at the moment, is it? Because it's, it's currently being massively refurbed. Um, yeah. I used to love that. Uh, glass cabinet by the shop in the um, Disneyland Hotel. Yes. You would often yeah, uh, the... be a really good spot to get some of the statues you couldn't get uh, in the parks. Yeah, there was a, three of the hotels were actually really good for that. Um, I'm not sure where the New York stands now, with it being Marvel. Um, but Newport Bay also have one. Yes. Um, yes, that was quite a nice shop, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yes, it is Scrooge McDuck because I've just found the the artwork right. that Jim drew, um, and it, he's actually written on it Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, actually, one other thing before we talk about the the other kind of like big story, um, there was a video, and I'm, I'm guessing you and Craig didn't talk about this because of when it happened, but there was uh, a video that went viral for the wrong reasons of a uh, proposal gone wrong. Yes. Wasn't there? Um, yes, no, this was after me and Craig recorded. Me and Craig recorded that quite early on. Um, that's what I thought, yeah. Just to get it done. Yeah. So, it's, um, so yeah, a, a video went around. Uh, a, a man was proposing to his uh, his girlfriend... Uh, but they'd done it on the stage in front of the castle that I believe is being yeah. used for the daytime show. Is that right? Yes. Um, so, yeah, so they'd gone up there. Uh, a cast member, a particularly well-regarded and well-known cast member, uh, went up to shoot them down because they weren't allowed to be up there. Uh, he did it by taking a ring uh, away. <laughs> And yes. down the stairs. I think that's where people got that. That's where some people got more upset about it. Um, other people were just upset because basically he was a party people for doing it. But um, you know, really, you're not allowed to be up there now. The the guy originally maintained that he was given permission by another cast member. Apparently, he later changed that story to he didn't, but he thought he'd give it a go. Mm. Um, so make of that what you will um, I mean obviously he was you know um, what's the guy's name is it Philippe I believe so yeah uh, awful I, look I, I'm sorry like, all the years I've been there I've never been fangirling over a, a cast member sorry about that no I just, no, I just treat I, all I cast can't. members the same there was only one guy, and I can't even remember his name now, um, that also ended up having a bad reputation, um, kind of that I knew by oh, face. I yes, I know, I know the guy you're talking about, and I should remember his name because he actually uh, he actually tried to start a pile on, an online pile on on me because of something I'd said. 
uh, that he didn't like. Yeah, was, he uh, um, he used to work on Phantom Manor. The last time I saw him, he was working in the Disneyland Hotel. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's never absolute, been a thing of mine. He was an absolute arsehole because basically, and I'm hoping this guy isn't the same, but because people made a big deal, he felt yeah. like he was some kind of celebrity when actually, no, you're just an employee of a theme park. Just yeah. do a good job. Don't, you know, it's like, it's like, us hosting a podcast if some you know when we do interact with listeners i don't get an air about myself that i'm important i know i'm not important no. do you know what i mean <laughs> but, no if anything if anything it makes me even more awkward yes well we all know we all remember the panic attack i had in, in universal yeah so we know how that goes i still i still find it in particular really strange that someone stopped me at bus bus stop at disneyland paris and <laughs> Shoved, shoved the podcast in my face. I went, is this your podcast? Yeah. <laughs> oh, That's man. when it got a little weird. That is, that is. And if you, weird. I'm sure they are probably still listening and it's not that you were weird. It's because I'm weird. Well, it's because when you, I, I, we've, I've certainly talked about this before. And I mean, I've been doing this like a lot longer than you even, you know, I'm, I'm into, uh, year 10 now of doing this or doing podcasts and um, you know you can see people are listening right we we can see yeah. how many times our shows get downloaded um, you know over the years we have had I'm, I'm assuming now probably nearer 2 million downloads since we first started yeah. um, about about 3 or 4 years ago we'd just gone over a million uh, downloads so we know people listen to the stuff that we put out there. We also know that people listen to a hell of a lot of Disney podcasts. Um, so we are a very small fish in a very big pond. But when people do interact, email, write to you on Twitter, uh, approach you in a park, um, it is it is strange because you're not you know we're not celebrities. Um, no. So when people recognize you for something like that it is weird because you kind of forget until someone brings it up but that's what you're doing um yeah so yeah and and also it's the fact that because we what we how we talk and what we talk about people then kind of feel they know you because we are quite yeah. open about that which i think is you know i think that's good that we do but it, i think i think that also helps people uh when they want to approach us as well in a way, because yeah. they feel that they do know us without knowing us, if that makes sense. Yeah. So what we're saying is, yeah, please definitely. please do not not come up to us if you see us, but if yeah. we act a little bit strange, that's why. It's just because our anxieties are just both messed up. Um, but yeah. what we don't have is egos like certain cast members at Disneyland Paris who think they are actual bona fide celebrities and you're not, you're just a cast member. Yeah. But anyway, so, uh, so it, it went viral... People were asking for him to be fired. That obviously didn't happen. Uh, Disney did put out a statement saying that it could have been handled a bit better. I believe they offered to um, send them to any Disney park anywhere in the world um, because of the inconvenience, um, which they declined. Fine, that's 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 your choice. Um, yep. But so Disney did try and, and do something. But at the end of the day. You're not allowed there. It's not that you took a chance. There are signs 
there are ropes uh, to stop you attend, you know, going up to these things to say, you know, this is not an area. And, and that stage had been set up for Pyro. Yeah. So that's that's why there's a danger element. It's not just an inconvenience. It's because you know you don't know what's going to happen on those stages. So obviously that that backlash has happened now. But um, just yesterday, I saw some photos of another another couple getting engaged uh, on there and being ushered down by another member of uh, security. Um, yeah. So that that is why you don't want one person doing it and saying, "Oh, it doesn't you know it's just one person." It's never one person. It won't as soon be. As, no. as soon as someone sees someone do it, everyone does it. So no, that that's why it's a bad thing, and that's why uh, it's bad that it went viral in the way it did. Not because someone might have got in trouble, because this just opens up the floodgates to I'll I'll take a chance. Um, and as well as security coming or, or that cast member coming to take them off uh, the stage, they should have called the fashion police. Double <clears throat> white. Yeah, I mean, what, what what was he Westlife in 1999? Jesus. The, the funniest thing for me is that I've seen it be used as a meme by an NBA basketball reporter from the states. That's <laughs> <laughs> how bad it's got. I, I looked at it and I went, "That's Disneyland Paris." Oh God, it's that. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, look, if you want to get engaged in the parts, do so. I got engaged in the parts. Great, great thing if you want to do that. Uh, Lord Luke, uh, I'm not sure if he's listening, but if he is, uh, yeah, that, he did that as well. Nothing wrong with that. What we, what neither of us did was um, went to uh, an area not allowed to be uh, visited by the public. That's what we yeah. didn't do. So don't be, don't be one of them people. Be, be one of us. Um, right. So I guess the last thing, the last kind of big thing uh, to talk about is uh, is the village. Yeah. It begins. It begins. <laughs> what be- what begins, P Dubs? What begins? Uh, our our refurb that we've been waiting for for fifteen years begins, and then some. Yeah. Um. um bye bye, Planet Hollywood. We hardly knew ye. I mean, I'm, that's actually a complete lie. We knew you too much. Um. Yeah. Is the date? Is it the sixth of January? It's going. Yes. Is that it? Yeah. Um, we obviously, uh, as we do with these kind of stories, we did talk about it in our little podcast um, members chat group. Um, literally, no one cared. Oh, sorry. No. Literally, no one was sad to see it go. No. Uh, everyone cared because no. they were happy, uh, but no one was sad to see it go. Um, I think we've all had bad meals in there. I am the, I am probably the one that likes it the most, and that is because I have a huge uh, nostalgia for Planet Hollywood as a concept, as an idea. Um, but I I have not had a good meal in there in at least a decade. And even when they did that refurb, how long ago was that? Five, six years ago, they did a they closed it for a little while, didn't they? Mm. Um, and they came out the other side, and it looked worse. Yeah, it's it's such a weird the, the whole the whole Planet Hollywood story is a weird one because you know it's a chain that started in the very early nineties. I want to say ninety one maybe was the first location, and it started to quickly expand uh, both nationally and then internationally. So I remember my dad going. Um, to the the London one 
just after it had opened there was some event uh i think through his work that he he went there and i was i was devastated that i couldn't go in i remember he bought me back a menu um because you could buy those and i was like oh man you know i can't wait to one day get here and um you know it, the, the food at that time uh and most of the times that i went was was fine like it was it was kind of traditional chain restaurant food like going to a tgi fridays or something yeah like if you go to one of those places it's quite hard i think to get a bad meal because most of the food is is pre-cooked or, or, or i don't mean pre like partially cooked so they don't have to do much to it you know you don't you don't have to be an, an excellent chef to work in one of these places because of flip a few few burgers well yeah yeah you've got you've got to do minimal work is is the point um but the the, the kind of identity of it just kind of started to get diluted quite a while ago and then the one in london moved uh just down the street but to a, a much more obscure location that i imagine would be a bit cheaper but still in the center of london so still bloody expensive and its identity had been ripped out um it was very very plain looking a little bit i suppose like the orlando one does now yeah the observatory um the, which the... is one of only three left ah so i was going to ask that question because i said to my just before we started recording actually i said to my wife that this was closing um because we both we we used to like going there but we yeah. both stopped wanting to go there quite a while ago um and i said i wonder how many are left now i said all i can think of is uh disney springs and vegas yep there's there's those two and one in new york and, and that's I, it yeah i wondered if the if the new york oh no that's are... closed as well no oh, really? that's staying closed as well so they're down to two wow 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 yeah and at one point i think there was like something like 50 locations or something it's yeah. it's mad um but it, it, it's just not the last time i went i had a really greasy noodle dish like it was just yeah it was it was very weirdly cooked um i mean Sinead, who is a vegetarian has got food poisoning twice in there and as she pointed out, it's very hard to give a vegetarian, uh, like, uh, food poisoning. And it is. Yeah. You know, you've got to really do something wrong for that to happen. Um, and, yeah, I think the last time I went was with, with Ryan. Because other people that we were uh, there with wanted to go. And neither of us were, like, looking forward to it. And it was, if anything, worse than we expected it to be. Um, so, I won't. in that regard, I won't miss it. Because they just... At the end of the day, a restaurant is supposed to, you know, really do one thing really well and then everything else, you know, can be, you know, negligible. Yeah. But, you know, if you can't get the food right, then what's the point of being open, basically? Exactly. So I just dropped my microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Should do. I was so angry about the whole thing, I just, I just hit my microphone over. Um, <sighs> so I guess the question now is what happens? Because whatever way you look at it, Planet Hollywood took up quite a big piece of real estate. Yeah. So yep, what, definitely what goes did. there now? Yeah, that's that's the question. Obviously, we'd heard those rumours about Hard Rock. Um, I don't think it will be. 
I I think that was a red herring. I don't think that was ever going to happen. Uh, I'm really hopeful that it's going to be stuff that Disney have created themselves, like they've done with Disney Springs. Well, and and Universal. We were talking about this yeah. the other on the last Universal show, weren't we? About the the restaurants there now are majoritarily yep. uh, majoritarily. I can't even. What's the word? Majority. <laughs> the majority. The majority of restaurants at Universal. Well, yeah, there you yeah. Go, that's the easy way. I was gonna say what I like. You didn't try and say the word I was trying to say. You knew it was impossible and just changed the whole yeah. sentence. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so, so they they now own those nearly all of those restaurants. So they are fully in charge of them, rather than giving them out to chains that you know could go under, could go into financial difficulties. I mean, obviously the pandemic was a, a very unique thing, but you know, Vapiano's, you know, they started, they went bankrupt in some countries. France wasn't affected, England wasn't affected, but they did have to close quite a lot of locations. And you don't want that to happen. So if you are, if you are running things, you know, that's not going to, that's not going to happen. That said, I mean, Hard Rock is such a huge brand. You know, it's never... It never had the issues that Planet Hollywood did. Maybe because no. it was the first. I don't know, because to be honest, I think their food is very uh, expensive for what it is. Yeah. Quality-wise. Like, it's, it, like, it's fine, but for what you're paying, you're almost paying, like, gourmet prices for a burger. Yeah. But it, it does well. Definitely. It does. Um I I can honestly say I've I've not eaten in a Hard Rock since I was last in California. Might not have even been the last time, but but I've got in a habit of going into the shop and buying something now every time I see one, which isn't good just because I don't eat in them very often. Like Edinburgh and London, I've been into really recently um, and bought something from them, um, but not eaten in them. Well, it's weird as well because. So the last time I went to a a Hard Rock um, was after a concert, and uh, we was in London uh, at Hyde Park. So we walked down because uh, because my my sister in law's dad is uh, obsessed with with Hard Rocks. He collects badges from all the different locations and all sorts. So he wanted to go. He was like, "Okay, we'll go down there." And uh, I mean, it's quite nice, but we were eating dinner at like half eleven at night. It's not a good idea to do that, but we did it anyway. But it was the original location, so there is that that charm to it. I mean, if yeah. if you've never been, I'm I'm talking general, not you directly. You know, it's very. It doesn't feel like any of the other Hard Rocks in a lot of ways. I mean, it, obviously, it yeah. has the same st- kind of stuff. You know, it's got memorabilia everywhere, but it doesn't feel like the other Hard Rocks in the chain um, because of the the type of building it's in. Um, but now London has two other hard rocks yeah it's got the i guess you went to the one at piccadilly yeah um yeah it just happened uh, in fact i was going to say back to the future right yeah on the west end it's just around the corner but it's a very because of where it is it's a very easy location to get to like the uh the other hard rock i think is on park lane or around yeah. there which i mean it's still in central london but it's not that near anything you have to you have to make an effort to go there piccadilly is right in the heart of everything so it's very easy to go there 
and then they've got the hotel now uh just off of oxford street and that's got a hard rock cafe in there as well so there's now you know they've gone from having one for 40 years to now having three in london it's weird but they've got all these hotels and they've got uh you know some of them are hotel casinos some of them are just hotels and all these hard rocks exist around the world and of course some have closed over the years but they've never had the uh the, the downfall that uh, a hard rock uh, uh planet hollywood or uh all the other chains that started in the uh the 90s do you remember the marvel one no I think it only had two locations. It might have only had one. It was called Marvel Mania. I think <laughs> oh it... no, they um they did they had a location at Universal Studios Hollywood. Yes, um that was next to it was a comic shop that they built, and the building's oh. still there, um but it's just a, a regular shop now. Yes. Um but yeah, I went there. Yeah, uh, Hulk Hogan had Pasta Mania. Uh, there was the uh, WCW Nitro Grill. There was uh, WWE New York. Uh, there was All Star Sports Cafe. They had quite a few of those as well. And literally, I don't think any of them lasted beyond the first few years of the new millennium. <sighs> but at one point, they had outlets everywhere. Certainly in America, anyway. Um, <laughs> it's weird we went through this whole this whole thing. I suppose. Um, uh, rainforest is the same yeah you know that was that was a big thing in the 90s it held over but you don't see so many of those anymore no they still have quite a few Definitely. but not like they not like they used to um but you know because that is such a big uh you know footprint in the village because it's one of the first things you see in the village and it's been there for so long um, I'm trying to think when it opened. It must have been mid nineties. It wasn't. It wasn't there when it first opened. But it must have been right before between ninety five and ninety nine. It opened. Um, but um, yeah, it's, it's a big thing to lose. So that has got to be when we start seeing the the redevelopment at last of yeah uh, the village. And it makes sense because that whole block. I think he's going to be. I don't know whether that cinema survives. Interesting. Just because of where it is. Mm. With the theatre next door likely getting a massive refurb as well. Um, Downtown Disney has lost their cinema. They don't have one anymore. Really? Um, What uh, what springs? No. No. uh, California. Oh. Because okay. they were meant to be building the the new hotel pretty much on that land, and they just closed it, and it's yeah, they've never reopened. I believe it was an AMC, which is what they've got in downtown Disney, Orlando. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so it I does make it, me wonder. Well, the thing is, it depends what they want to do because I think if they are able to. So if you think about what it used to be like, or what it, the original aim of it was, and it was to be an area to be enjoyed by locals as well as resort guests. Um, yeah. If they did that, if they were looking to, to bring that kind of attitude back to it, 
it might survive. But okay. if they are just concerned about the people that are there for a few days, then yeah, I could see why that might that might go. Yeah, I just look at it and I don't see it as being particularly busy. Um, no, and but... it does take up again. It takes up a lot of land. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's deceiving, isn't it? Because obviously, you see it from the front and it looks quite small, but obviously, it's got. Um, you know, it's a multiplex and there's an IMAX in there as well, which apparently is quite yeah. a, a large. And if you go around the back of the building, you can see how big, um, you know, the rest of it is. And yeah. you can certainly fit a proper IMAX in there. So, um, yeah, I, the thing is, I only know of one other cinema in the area and it's in Valde Europe and it is a two screen cinema, I think. Mm. It's a very small cinema. So, unless. You know, like the uh, the shopping centre was going to build something, then it, it probably yeah. will survive. But but that's the thing; it's only going to be really kept open by by people that are visiting from around, not by hotel guests. Like when you're yeah. if you're there for three or four days, you're not going to spend um, you know three hours going to the cinema. Exactly. And yeah. also for us, it just... they only show I think one film a week in English, so. You know, to yeah. be at the right time. Yeah, but it's it's a strange one, and I and I think it will be something they they have to look at. Whether it, it possibly it might just get refurbed. It, it at times it looks tired as well, and I think I think that whole block looks tired. As we've we've said, the the theatre show's gone, the the cowboy show, that's gone. Um, and yeah, just that that whole area, and if that's where they're starting, uh, we'll find out in the new year won't we about what's actually going yeah well i would like you know i would love to see another and maybe we'll hear something at d23 who knows um, possibly yeah but that's uh, where it was originally announced that they were doing it so so yeah i you know it'd be nice we've obviously seen some con some concepts uh we know one yeah. of the restaurants that's going in um but the rest of it is very much uh unwritten at the moment so um, yeah, it'd be good just to get an idea of exactly what that might look like, uh, I suppose. Yeah. So, and the possible new hotel. Yes. Yes. Well, there's one thing you now need. Now the refurbs are... Yeah. Galactic Star Cruiser. <laughs> there's a land for that at the back of the studios. <laughs> oh, I know. It's not going to be the one... It's not going to be the one in the village. No. No, that is that is very true. Uh, but I, I, yeah, well, that, that's yeah, that's the story uh, of another podcast, I think. Give, um, give me a poly yes. and a tiki bar, yeah, I'll and be I'll up. be happy. Yeah, yeah. Don't want, don't want a spaceship. Want a tiki bar? No. Um. All right. Well, I think I think that'll do for this month. I know we haven't done a, a going for yep. gold or a, an eat it, but um, you yep. know that's stuff that we can do on on that future shows. Um, and to catch up with. Yeah, and you know. By the time we come back next month, uh, Avengers Campus will be open, and it um, will be. I I I have permission to go. I just need to see if I can figure out how I'm going to get there. But um, yeah, I, I'm I'm going to try and get in on the shareholder preview. So that'd be nice because I could actually talk about it in real time rather than rely yeah. on uh, others' accounts. But one way or another, next month we will be talking. Avengers Campus and just how important that pretzel sandwich is 
I'm sure there'll be more to talk about than just a pretzel sandwich, but at the moment, that is that is something I need to see. Yeah. So forget the rise; it's just about the pretzel. Yeah, I don't care that Rock and Roller Coaster has been closed for like you know over three years and is completely rethemed. Yeah. I want to see how they make a pretzel sandwich. Just, just yeah. amazing. Um, but yeah, we will see you in July. Au revoir. Podcast is a That Production and part of the After Dark Podcast Network.